listening to the teaching of Doxa Church. Doxa is located in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and our mission is to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Good morning, church. So, uh, happy 4th of July Eve, I guess we are, right? Um, So I'm going to need, as a former paramedic, I'm going to need everybody to keep 10 fingers and 10 toes over the next 48 hours. Can I get an amen? (laughs) All right. Um, Listen, what an awesome day it is to be in God's house. Man, I woke up this morning. I just couldn't wait to get here. Um, For those of you that don't recognize me, my name's Trevor. Uh, I have the honor. I, I get to lead the men's ministry here, which is pretty cool. Um, but I am absolutely not one of the normal pastors. This is actually my first time in the pulpit here. So uh, if you're new here, I'm sorry. Judge it next week when Pastor Lee's up here. This is going to be horrible. Um, no, seriously. Hey, listen. So Pastor David and, and Julie, Pastor David's killing. Y'all know Pastor David right now. I'm pretty sure that Beckham has him tied in a Lazy Boy recliner. And he is watching us online right now. Just kicking and screaming, wanting to be here with, with this church. Y'all know David. But uh, pretty sure Julie might have threatened him at least a little bit. No, listen. I talked to David, uh, talked to David Friday, and it, it is killing him. But uh, David wanted me to tell you guys he, he is spending some time with his newly expanded family, with their fourth child. And uh, they are watching online right now. I have it on good authority. Man, you imagine that fourth kid, right? This this little chunk of a dude just comes into their life and how awesome it must be to be that new dad and knowing that this child's going to be raised in a godly way. That's just going to be awesome. But here's what I want. Anybody that's been here more than once know that David and Julie Rudy are two of the single most awesome people in the world. Let's tell them we love them right now. I know they're listening. Pete. He says he's going to be back next week to listen to Lee because he got to check up on him because Lee's behind on his sermon. So we'll see what happens. All right, listen, before we get started, they made the mistake of giving the talkingest guy in this church the microphone, so I'm going to take advantage of it and give you a proud dad moment. Nine days ago on Friday night, Burns High School had a seven-on-seven passing tournament. Went Friday into Saturday. Fourteen teams, 50 games. But on Friday night, they had a contest for the bigs. Now, if y'all don't know what the bigs are, that's your offensive, defensive linemen. So these man children are over there doing contests. Listen, it's some big old beef at Burns High School. If y'all don't know, it's going to be on this year. Coach Shaw done told us to get some money together for some rings, so I'm going to need y'all to pitch in because Colin got a big finger and he's going to need that state ring. (laughs) So if y'all know me, I'm socializing with the other dads and the moms and some of the coaches. and I'm running my mouth like I do. I'm over there talking to my new friend, Paul, who's he's such a good man of God. We're just talking about Jesus, and it's kind of funny, man. We're just like, I mean, like this deep conversation about Jesus. And they line all the bigs up in teams of eight, right? So my son's on one of them. Y'all know Colin. And it's eight versus eight. And they've got that, you know, that hexagon bar, the farmer bar, right? With 90 pounds each side. So 225 pounds. 
And eight people carry this thing down and back, the lacrosse field, down and back, and it's who gets the most distance. Well, of course, the guy that talks too much and the guy that's way too loud, I still can't believe they gave me a microphone. My son's down there. Homeboy picks this thing up and goes. Y'all don't mean just like goes. Dude takes off. And I'm like, well, some of y'all know that I can get loud. I almost lost my voice. Dude takes off with 225 pounds and is gone. He carried it further than the seven members of his team and all eight of the other team. Destroyed this other team, right? So I'm like losing my mind. And they won by a very large margin thanks to my boy. All I can think is this lazy kid at my house that plays video games and eats all my Doritos <laughs> somehow got some strength to pick up this extremely heavy weight that I'm pretty sure would have popped my fake left hip out and gone. There's a little secret I want y'all to know, though. A little over a week before that, my son was at practice. He bumps up against a guy and he almost ripped him his finger off on the side of his helmet like flap skin, and his skin finger was wrapped up. So through perseverance and a lot of pain, my son carried 225 pounds farther than anybody else on that field. I think y'all probably know that I'm doing this cheesy thing where I go into a sermon and this means something. I would also like to announce, by the way, that uh, not only did the Bigs win the, the big tournament, Burns High School also won their second seven on seven of the year. So if anybody likes the Rebels, Give me a little bit if, if you went to dormant. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, let me ask y'all a question. Wouldn't it have been easier for Colin to just be like, Coach, man, my finger still hurt, man. His skin's just flapping down. I got this all wrapped up. Wouldn't that have been easier? And the coach, honest God, the coach would have been like, dude, I get it. Do something else. Right? How many times do we take the easy way out in our life? How many times have you had, some, had somebody look at you right in the face and say, man, that's just my cross to carry? You know, it, how many people, like, they say that, right? They've accepted that they have a horrible job. They've accepted they have a bad relationship. They've accepted the negative things that the enemy has put into their life, and they just say, man, that's just my cross to carry. How many times you'd be like, I can't, they, they, I just can't let go of this. Pastor Lee, how many times have you said, I got this on my own? Has that ever worked out, Pastor? No. You ever won an argument with a man? No. Nope. Uh, I quit trying. So listen, what is that really? When you say, Ryan, when you look at God and you say, I got this today, what are you doing? Lying to yourself, it's a lack of faith. And that's where the lie is, right? I'm, I don't know if y'all caught this yet or not. I believe in audience participation. So uh, interrupt at any time. Oh, you know. This is my people. So if you hear nothing else today, all right, David calls this his main point. If you hear nothing else I say today, there's one absolute truth. The main point today is through the pain and heaviness of life, have faith. Even on the days you don't want to, trust me. Y'all know my story, some of you. There's days I didn't want to pick it up. 
So this morning we're going to be starting in Luke chapter 9. We're also going to be traveling over a little bit later into Hebrews chapter 12. Take a second to find those in your Bible if you don't mind. I think it's funny right now because I know how much Pastor David hates electronic Bibles. And I'm looking at it. So, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. What does Jesus say about all this? About the heaviness in life, about having faith. What does Jesus say right there? Jesus talked to his disciples, makes the following statement. If anyone would come after me, let him then deny himself Take up his cross. When? Daily. And follow me. I ain't gonna lie, right there when it said follow me, I almost went off on this history from 1949 about how follow me was the first 12th regiment saying of the infantry. And I was like, no, nobody cares. Follow me. Let me say this to you this morning. I don't know if you know this or not, Jesus did not say to live in suffering and misery. What did he say? To deny yourself. What does it mean? Then he says to take up your cross and what? Follow yourself? Well, that'd be an awkward thing to do, wouldn't it? What does he say there? That's pretty easy, right? Two words. Last week, my life group got to share one word. What was that word, Welfare Life Group? See, that's easy, man. I, may, I try to keep things simple for you guys. All right. Jesus is awesome. Following Jesus is not a standstill circumstance. So pick up your cross. I believe that Jesus is telling us here to turn to who in these moments of darkness and trial and heaviness? To him. Turn to God. And have faith in the darkest moments of your life that only the one who died on the cross for your sins is enough that we cannot do it ourselves. Picking up your cross is a daily decision that you have to make. When you wake up in the morning, do you say one of those not for church words at the alarm clock? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know that alarm go off and you're like four and a half hours sleep and you got to go get on that big red fire truck over there and you're pretty sure you don't feel like nobody's drama today. Or you got to try to sell somebody something that you're like, I don't really care today. Do you excuse being grumpy until, girl, I just got to get my coffee and I'll be all right. I know somebody in this room that said that specifically. I didn't say no name, Sherry. <laughs> Y'all gonna get me in trouble. Listen, do you like to live your life as a before Jesus life? Let's be honest right now. I ain't a lot to listen. When I was 19 years old and I didn't know Jesus Christ, whew, I had some fun. I ain't gonna lie, I had a lot of fun until I realized what I was doing. 
Picking up your cross daily is realizing that you can never do life alone, ever. Jesus has got to be at the center of every single thing you do, and carrying your cross daily is a faith issue. Starting your day in trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sometimes that cross is heavy, though, isn't it? You wake up in the morning and you haven't had your coffee. It's easy to pick up the cross on Sunday morning, man. The birds are singing. The sun is shining. You had a good night's sleep. It's easy to pick up your cross on Sunday morning to come to church, isn't it? Most time. Most time. George, you get up because she tells you to. Don't lie. Don't come up in church <laughs> acting like that. Uh, I know I got some moms up in the room, but I, anybody that's a mom in this room, I'm going to give you some shout out right now. It's, it's, it may not be so easy when kids don't want to get ready. But on that morning, them kids get up and get ready. and Man, you're like, we're going to be 10 minutes early to church. Today, it's easy to pick up your cross, isn't it? I'm looking at you right now because I know about you, buddy. But what about those days? Y'all know the ones I'm talking about especially the moms in this room. Those days. We just heard about Christ, from, that Christ said to do what? Take up your cross daily. Seems like a pretty simple instruction, right? That shouldn't be that hard. I mean, I'm not talking about this cross, guys. This is for later. If you had to pick that up, carried around, you'd look kind of silly, wouldn't you? Plus, you'd probably get tired. Me and, me and Lee get tired about 15 minutes in. Although you work for UPS, so you probably you carry heavy stuff all day. Y'all um, y'all see on, on this side of the room, did I not just try to help the man out? Oh my goodness. David's turning over right now because I'm making people laugh. But he knows I love him. So I'm gonna give y'all, because y'all, if y'all have ever sat in a life group with me, y'all know that I am a nerd. Billy is online watching right now, and he's like, yes, he is. So on the day that Jesus laid down his life for every single person in this room, he had to, he'd been beaten. He was dehydrated. He hadn't been fed. He was hypovolemic, which means he didn't have a whole lot of blood left. Let's be honest, he probably wasn't thinking at 100%, right? And they made him pick up this rugged, splintery wooden cross. Now, depending on which Google search you look at, this thing weighed about 220 pounds. Although I did see one that said 650, and I was just like, no. They know for a fact where he was beaten and where Gethsemane is, right? Or where, uh, excuse me, Golgotha is. 2,000 feet. Well, because I love football, I did the math. That's 6.66 football fields. Like they knew what football was, but I just thought that was an interesting number. Think about that. I mean, he didn't take a little bit of a, a whooping here, right? He took the whooping. He's not in a good place, guys. He picked it up. Shortly as he gets going, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they talk about a man from Cyrene name. Anybody know the name? Simon, one of the most overlooked men in the Bible. <laughs> The guards just walk over 
Now, y'all think, man, like these guards and Romans, they're, they're kind of jerks, right? I, I never heard a lot of good stuff about Roman soldiers. Have y'all? Anybody, did anybody here know any? I know there's some people maybe older than me, so they didn't know. I've never heard anything good. So you got to think, Jesus is beaten, right? And he's trying to carry this 200, 300-pound splintered-up thing, right, on open sores. And the guards are so fed up. This is how I picture this in my head. This is absolutely right now just kind of the picture I see. And they just grab a guy and be like, hey, get over here. Carry that for him. And they made this guy carry Jesus' cross for him. Think about that. How, how bad a shape was our Savior in? He couldn't carry it. Now, guys, y'all remember he was a carpenter. This guy has carried wood in his life. Imagine being beaten so bad that you can't even carry that. And the soldiers who hate your guts make somebody just pull a guy out of the crowd. They said they seized him out of the crowd and made him carry it. You know, unfortunately in life, you'll never fully understand the true greatness of who God really is until something huge happens in your life. And you may have known that your whole life, but you'll never understand it until you have that big moment. Until you have to pick up your cross. A cross that at that moment in your life, not only do you not want to pick up, you can't pick up by yourself. That's when you truly understand how great God is. Because God will pick you and that cross up and carry both of you. That's pretty awesome. This is what Christian life is about, guys. So let me tell you about my personal Simon of Cyrene. Pastor Lee mentioned life groups. I've had the distinct honor of being in three different life groups. I was in one, we branched off, but now I'm in... There it is. I, I can't, I can't say, I was told I couldn't say that from up here. The thing... <laughs> that's messed up. It's the welfare group, y'all, trust me. The thing I love most about life groups is not the meal. And if anybody's ever eaten my wife's cooking, y'all understand why I'm fat. <laughs> George knows. George, yeah, George. I ain't never had leftovers from life group. George, I'm still trying to figure out how George ate 380 pounds. <laughs> you know. It's not the fellowship before while we're eating. Although that's incredible. I love that part. I love playing music with you guys because like, I don't do that in front of people. Y'all pulled me out of something that I... Didn't know I was even in. It's not even the applicational time where we talk about the sermon and, and I get to learn from my brothers and sisters in Christ about how amazing God is through a 30-minute, 25-minute message that I received on Sunday and I get to see other people's brains, man, and my, my level of understanding of what's going on just explodes. My Simon of Cyrene is when the men and the women separate at the end and we go into our private areas and I can just get weak with my brothers and just lay it out because here's what happens. The men in my life group come along beside me and they lift me up to a place I didn't know I could get to. They love me. They say they do anyway. I don't know what's really going on. But then in return, I get to do that for them, right? I get to lift them up. I get to pray with other men. And while I know women are in there doing something because I hear them giggling. And <laughs> did I lie? 
okay. But I know that I hear these moments of, of women are coming along beside other women and laying hands on each other and praying and crying their eyes out. Guys, that's what it means to be a Christian, and that's where you can't pick up a cross by yourself. That's why Simon of Siren is so important in the Scripture, and everybody doesn't even think about it. You cannot do life alone, guys. Let me challenge you that that moment in that life group, that very short amount of time where you're, the men and women are separated is the time to get real. And, and let me tell you something. In the time I've been in the very first life group that was ever here. I didn't, wasn't given a choice because my wife and I weren't going to do it because we had bad experience at previous church. I wasn't given a choice, and I'm glad that David didn't give me that. Here's what I'm going to tell you. That's where the rubber meets the road as a Christian. Because that's where you get vulnerable and somebody can come along and carry you when you can't carry yourself. At 2 a.m. when you can't sleep and the enemy is whispering and you just want to scream, you want to run or even worse. God has placed the people in this room in your life intentionally. If you're new to this church, it doesn't take very long to figure out that this is one of the most loving churches I've ever had the honor of walking through the door. You're not here by accident. Listen, I'm not the only person in this room that's had a bad day. I'm not the only person that's ever passed through the valley. There's not one of us that's never been through a hard time. And listen, I know some of the stories in this church in private that they won't share with everybody else because of my position as leading men's ministry, I've, I've had the distinct honor of having people trust me and love me enough to share some really ugly stuff that the enemy's done in their life. Has anybody in here ever experienced, I mean, just that, that day where you did not know that you were going to make it till the sun went down? I have. If it for that lady right there in Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be standing here. Could, he gave me her anyway. So. How many of us are thinking about that day right now and you still, to this day, can't comprehend how you made it through that day? 23 years ago, I shouldn't have made it through a day, and some of y'all know what that is. But by the grace of God, I get to stand here and share gospel today, and I should have been in his presence. I still don't understand how I made it through. So who is your Simon? Think, I literally want you to think right now. Who is your Simon in your life? And how is it that your Simon can come along beside you? I have a work Simon. His name's Jordan Cook. He may be watching, or if not, he's watching later. You know, sometimes when you're in the workplace, it's kind of a, you're not so sure Jesus came through the door with you. Y'all know that place? I go find Jordan. <laughs> Pastor Lee's one of my, one of my Simons because I know I could call him at 3 a.m. and he's just getting up for work anyway and I could say, hey, bro, it's not okay today and I know what's going to happen. But I'm looking around and I've got one, two, three, you know what I'm saying? Who's your Simon? My last point is whose cross is it anyway? Let's look at Hebrews 12. Lost my place marker. At least on my place marker, yeah. Hebrews 12. 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every, everyone say every, louder, every, that's what I'm talking about, every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to who? Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, guys, it says joy here. It says joy in the Bible, guys. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated where? At the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, my goodness, that's so good. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against him so that you may grow, may not grow weary or faint-hearted. I need that in my life, guys. God is telling you right here that His Son paid the price. His Son has taken the pain for you. I'm going to say that again because I don't think somebody heard that. His Son took the pain for you. Yea, through I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Brothers and sisters, why can I have this confidence? How can I find my way through? Because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Guys, do y'all think Paul had faith when he wrote this? If anybody's ever heard the story of Paul, I think you know he had a little faith. Because I'm going to be honest with you, he had some days. The cross belongs to who? Amen. But guess who he gave it to? Mm, isn't that good? Say that louder. Who did he give it to? Told you I like audience participation. We in this together. When he picked up his cross, it was a physical item. There was a wooden cross that he picked up. And his worst day in eternity was that day. Eternity. To take up our cross means to do three things. This is where you get your pins out. Because hint, hint, this is going to be in life group this coming week. There's three words. Oh, look at them. They got them up there and everything. No trust and embrace. You have to know that we are a broken people. So own your brokenness and inability to live without Jesus Christ. Trust that only God himself can carry us through the darkest moments and embrace the absolute dependence on our Messiah. Oh. And only in him can we find true happiness. Can I get that louder? Amen. If you don't believe that, something wrong, we'll be right up here waiting at the end. Listen, there is no expectation for anybody in this room, anybody online, because 100 people have messaged me. Well, maybe not 100. At least 30 people messaged me and are watching right now. I know there's some people upstairs hiding with the little ones. There is no expectation for anyone in this room to do it alone, suffer in silence. I've tried this. I've tried to suffer alone, and I've shut down, and I've woke up at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning and tried to figure it out on my own. It doesn't work. Has it ever worked for any of you guys? 
this morning have faith in the one true God and a Savior named Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am with you always to the end of the age. Have faith in him that when you pick up your cross every single day, that he will carry it with you. You just have to have the faith to pick it up in the morning. When you wake up, I don't know what that looks like for you. Is it a little prayer? Is it picking up your Bible and, and having that moment? I don't know what that is for you. Because I'll be honest with you, it's different for me every day. How I many are you having a hard time this morning? How many of you are struggling right now and, and maybe... You skipped a few days this week picking up your cross because you've got something so heavy on you you can't carry anything else. I've got Pastor Lee up here, Nicole and Luke, who these people are, have such an influence in my life they don't even realize, man, because I get up here and do this every single day, but at thought of playing a guitar in front of somebody, I, I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't think Luke's going to let up on me, so I'll be standing over there eventually. Get out of your comfort zone. Let's make a decision, guys. Like, I'm going to come up and be down there with Pastor Lee. And, and Will you come up here, please? Mm-hmm. No, not you. You don't pray. <laughs> Y'all, she prayed out loud in front of people for the first time in the 22 years I've been married, so... Uh, my life group ladies, thank y'all so much for that because I have not stopped thinking about that because y'all don't understand how huge that is. Um, let's bring it to the cross today. Whatever that thing is in your life that is so heavy that you don't think you'll see tomorrow and the, the weight of that 225-pound hexagon bar is just pulling your shoulders out of socket and you just want to scream at the top of your lungs. Why? Why are we living with this? Just bring it to the cross right now, guys. Thanks for listening to this message from God's Word. If you have any questions about the topic of this sermon, or if you would like someone to follow up with you about applying this to your life, please reach out to us at info at doxaupstate.church. You are loved.